I absolutely hate San Fran. I think it sounds cheesy, and if you want to fit in with SF natives, say SF. It's the easiest one, in my opinion. Frisco, some people say that. I don't think you should say Frisco. I, SF is the best way to talk about San Francisco. That was Ariel Vitali, who was born and raised in the city. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from musicians, bartenders, business owners, and other San Franciscans telling stories and responding to the question, what is it about this place? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8, Part 2. In Part 1, Ariel talked about growing up in the Tenderloin and becoming a ballet dancer at age 9. In this podcast, he compares the San Francisco of today with the city back in the 80s and 90s. He ends with a lament over the closing of the hemlock. Here's Ariel. I'm very good at a soapbox. Uh, well, for me, I remember the 90s very well because I was born in the 80s. So I'm going to compare San Francisco in the 90s to San Francisco now. Okay. Unfortunately, you can't compare. Right. Because San Francisco in the 90s was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Aside from that dot-com thing that lasted... But that popped and faded away. San Francisco in the 80s, 90s was spectacular. Why? Or how? It was the... Okay, so San Francisco is still grimy, obviously, you know? You see it everywhere. But San Francisco was grimy in the best sense of the word. It was art. It was fucking clubs. It was venues. It was cheap rent for artists. People were just throwing creativity out here. Like, it was a haven for artists. Now artists are leaving. Uh, it was a haven for venues. Now, ve- venues are leaving because they can't afford the rent. Or they want to build a condo there. Uh, I mean, some things are still... You can't totally change a city, thank God. Everywhere has changed from the 90s, obviously. I mean, that's 20 years, 20 plus years ago. But the problem with San Francisco versus New York is New York is enormous. And when... Artists get priced out here. They have nowhere to go. I mean, they go to Oakland, but now Oakland's getting shit all Same over. shit in Oakland. So yeah. now the Bay Area as a whole is getting fucked over because of politicians in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The problem with San Francisco is San Francisco has always had greedy politicians. Mm-hmm. They, they turn to the lobbyists and what the lobbyists want or what these rich fucks want or what the tech workers want. These people move here, not all of them, but they, they move here and they want everything catered to their whim. Mm-hmm. So what's going on here in New York is chain stores are the main priority, mm-hmm. sanitizing neighborhoods, taking the culture and the energy. It's like water, watering down a really great soup. Mm-hmm. You pour it in, it takes all the flavor out. That's what... And to me, that speaks to, like, like what has happened speaks to, like, to values. Like, yeah, it's like just a, different. It's... People had each, you know, it's just different. The values of one culture being totally... Well, what they... Yeah, I mean, it's just like people are invading neighborhoods. And look, I get people want to live in neighborhoods. I will give people a chance if I meet them. I'm not going to automatically hate someone because they're a tech worker. Because I've had friends that are in the tech industry. But it's very hard for people that live in the neighborhoods, like the Mission District... 
Hunters Point, TL, and any other neighborhood, Hayes Valley especially, when all these people come in and all they fix everything up just for them. But over mm-hmm. the years, everyone's got to dealt with like, getting robbed and all that shit. But when they come in, that's okay to make improvements to what they want, not even what the neighborhood wants. Right. Diane Feinstein said before she'd endorse Ed Lee, his priority had to be neighborhood integrity. She he didn't she didn't she endorsed him anyways. Yeah. So that's that is what it is. And I will breathe now because I, I. But that's I mean that's fact. Yeah. I mean it was just awesome in the nineties. Yeah. Growing up, man, it was it was fucking real. And I think what you're speaking to in the nineties is what drew me here. Exactly, freedom. Yeah. yeah, and and I got here, and it that's look. Really you still started. can be free here. They can't suck everything out of here, but it's been halted at the moment mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah, it's being quashed. I don't know about you. I'm I'm still waiting for it to go away and let us get on with our fucking. Well, I mean, I don't know. Back. I mean, I just. And it's not going to be the same as it was before. No, but there. But the, but we can get back to values. There are that, still creative people here. Yeah. Not everyone's priced out. Right. That's a good thing. It's it's good. Yeah. Do you want to talk more about New York versus... Well, Manhattan and San Francisco are the best comparisons. Mm-hmm. Because the rest of New York has gotten a lot of... Brooklyn especially has gotten a lot of gentrification mm-hmm. too. But Manhattan especially. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make San Francisco Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And they have been for 20 years. Yeah. Uh... I mean, you just see how are they succeeding and how are they failing? All these chain stores, all the mom and pop stores going away. The rents. They're the most expensive places in America, if not the world now. Mm-hmm. Before, you could live in both places for cheap. My parents, my dad is from the Bronx. He lived in Chelsea in the 80s. Wow. He lived in the Flatiron District in the 70s. He mm-hmm. had a two-bedroom apartment. In the 80s, he moved here. We were able to move around. Now you cannot make it at all on your own. Yeah. The all the cool venues in both places are being sucked away, especially yeah. here. More quicker than here, but I mean, look at East Village, CBGB, all these fucking great spots where mm-hmm. punk rock was created mm-hmm. are being sucked away. Hemlock now. Mm-hmm. All the places here, Elbow Room, I, I don't want to start listing because I might like have a seizure or something yeah. like that. I just, I, it disgusts me. Yeah. It hurts me internally. Yeah. It's terrible. This is, these cities are for art. Yeah. That's why I am still glad places like Boom Boom Room and just like a lot of cafes out in my neighborhood. I know, I know. Still have live music and they're still independent. I love that. We need to hold on. They need to be yeah. protected. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know and what it's... Ba- and bars like the one we're in. Like, some, Absolutely. Some are still Some open up and they keep the integrity alive. Yeah. It just has to be done because yeah. we can't have another hemlock, another elbow room, another nightcap. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The guys that own night, nightcap now, I, I'm not shitting on anybody, but it's not like the dive bar used to be. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You, the brown jug. Mm-hmm. I'll start listing, you know. <laughs> It sucks. I just, I can't believe it. Yeah. It, it's all for condos? Right. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, not all the new people that I've met moving in here are horrible. There are still cool people moving in here. Um, there's still cool shit. It's still SF. 
I mean, fuck, I still know people I knew 20 years ago, they're still here. Not everyone is being priced out, but what people have got to do is stay strong and they need to fucking help one another and they need, like, these bar owners, they need to come together. These dive bar owners need to, we can't just let things erode away. Um, there is a fabric in San Francisco. SF natives have a voice too. We're not unicorns. Like I said to you earlier, I, I don't know about other SF natives, but I don't want to be called a fucking unicorn in my city. You wouldn't call a New Yorker that. A New Yorker is a New Yorker. We're San Franciscans. We're SF natives. That's bullshit when you call people a uh, fucking unicorn. I, it, it's condescending to yeah. people that grew up here that know what it was like and know that there are still bright spots in a fading but wonderful place that we need to protect. You need to protect these places. Yeah. I absolutely hate San Fran. I think it sounds cheesy, and if you want to fit in with SF natives, say SF. It's the easiest one, in my opinion. Frisco, some people say that. I don't think you should say Frisco. I, SF is the best way to talk about San Francisco. And or what, just say San Francisco. It, it, it is a name. And what, <laughs> how do you react when people just kind of nonchalantly say San Fran to you? Well, people in New York do that. and I, It's what people in other cities I call correct us. them immediately. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to like get pissed off at someone for if they're not informed. So I will correct them and say that... It's not going to wash over well with some people. Mm -hmm. They're not going to like beat the shit out of you. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some unhinged person would, but mm -hmm. SF is the way to go. No, yeah. Uh, you know who really does invest and loves this city? I guess I'm doing a shout-out right now. Let's shout-out. To out. Jeff. He owns the loin. Okay. Now, that guy, he's red, and okay. he really loves San Francisco, and he does cool shit, mm -hmm. and I, he always has. He's a really cool guy. His stores on Larkin Street. Everyone should check it out. He's, Larkin and what cross street? Uh, Post. I believe okay. it's on Post now or Geary. Okay. I think it's on Post. The loin. But no, it's on Eddie. I think it's on. Uh, oh, just right here. Yeah, I'm getting confused, but yeah, Jeff's a fucking stand-up dude. Nice. He's been here a long time, and he really, he's he's a real cool dude. Me would never call it San yeah. Fran. Hell no. I'm really sad about the hemlock. Like. Deeply sad. What, is the, what did the hemlock mean to you? I mean, the venue in the back was like one of the coolest venues anywhere in America. Absolutely. A lot of cool people played there. Just going there, hanging out. I would go there. Fuck, I, I, w I went there the first time in 2005. I mean, the venue alone is one of the greatest I've ever seen anywhere. It doesn't matter where. The people that hung out there, the bartenders, the, the energy. I mean, I was really, really fucked up in there a bunch of times and didn't act great. But I still went back. I'm sorry, the smoking room, too. Yeah, just everything. You just go in there, and during the day, it was super chill. At night, it had its own energy. They had punk rock night. It was Mondays or Tuesday. It was Mondays, I think, back in the day. I mean, I know I had some moments where I acted like a, a shit bag in there, but, you know, I, it was a big part of me growing up. It was one of the first bars I went to as a San Francisco native that says something. Yeah, you must have been, what, I was 22? Or, yeah, I was 21 when I went there the first time. And I'd walk around in there a little bit when I was like 19, but I wouldn't be able to go in. Yeah. But I'm deeply, deeply saddened. And it will always live on in my mind with some 
wonderful memories and wonderful people. Yeah. It hurts me when those places go away. Yeah. It's a part of my life. Now it has to be nostalgia, which I hate. That was Ariel Vitali. Check back next week when Angela Tabora will talk about a pretty unique San Francisco house she lived in back in the day. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Storied San Francisco is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so please like, share, and comment on our content. All the podcasts from seasons one and two are up on our website, storiedsf.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. We love feedback, so please send comments, suggestions, or really just anything on your mind to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.